everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is August the 22nd, 2020. Strong hand. Unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not accept a new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Create. Do not destroy. Compete. Don't complain. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Don't scapegoat people. Be a unique beast. You're never a victim. Hello, my elite friends. What is going on tonight? You guys are pouring into the room. Good to see you. If you've got questions, I've got answers. Just type in my name. Get my attention. Proud Zionist Jew backup channel. We're on there tonight. That's where you can get the Beyond Bitcoin show every Saturday night. Remember the main channel, Bitcoin Meister. It's going strong as ever. This week in Bitcoin was great. DisruptMeister.com. You can get all the videos. TechBalt on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. I want to say there are going to be a lot of topics during this show, okay? Check out all the links to see what some of the topics are. Read the summary to see what some of the topics are. Some aren't even listed. So if you're watching this tape, you can jump around. There's numerous topics. I'm sure something will you'll be interested in one of the many topics I'm talking about. I'm into a lot of things. It's beyond Bitcoin. We're even going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin. So I'm going to start off with something that was very popular on social media this, this week that many of you contacted me about because the woman is from the Baltimore area and everyone knows I'm from Baltimore. And uh, so people want my opinion on this. District 7 congressional candidate Kimberly Classic, a Republican, released a controversial online campaign ad Tuesday titled Black Lives Don't Matter to, De to Democrats, which has attracted national attention. So let's break this down real quick here. So everyone is going gaga over Kimberly uh, Classic. Let's call her Kim's. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Never heard of her before in my life. Um, she's a, a, an African-American, a black Republican, whatever you want to say she is. You know, Everyone's going to be classified as something this day, these days. So uh, she lives in Baltimore County, actually, and she's running for Congress in the 7th District. And all the districts in Maryland are, are completely gerrymandered. It's disgusting how ridiculous the lines are. So th this thing goes into it's her whole district is not in. It takes up a lot of Baltimore City, but some of it's in Baltimore County. Some of it's in Howard County. And that's very important to remember. So everyone who's outside of Baltimore is like, oh, my God, look at this. She, a Republican in a, in, a, in a Democrat state. She's got such a chance. This is such a great video. And I'll say this. The video was a, it was it was professionally made. It was it was a very good video. It was very uh, you know it, it was convincing on, on on a certain level. And if people if voters actually thought if, act, if voters use their brain, it, it might make them think and might make them interested in another party, the Republican Party. But I'm going to give you a some insight here. First of all, there was already a special election. This seat was uh, held by Elijah Cummings. He died. So they had an election already to fill it, and she got crushed. She got crushed by Kwaisi and Fume, who held the seat a long time ago and now holds the seat presently. So she already got crushed. And, and when I mean crushed, I mean just destroyed. 
because Republicans don't win in, in, in Baltimore City in, in that part of Maryland. It's just it's just impossible. The voters see an R and they they turn off. OK, so just so you guys know, you you can everyone's raving about the video. But let's see what this this duck pin uh, blog said. The video is where very well produced uh, is a is very well. Excuse me is a very well-produced video and critique of Democratic leadership in Baltimore. It also has nothing to do with running for Congress and shows, as I have often said, that Kim isn't running for Congress to be elected to Congress. She's running for Congress to be a media personality. Guys, that is what that video is. And to tell you the truth, it, it, it has gotten her a lot of interviews. Um, and, I think, and I think that's fair game. I think why run? You're not going to win as a Republican. Uh, why even run for public office? What's the point of running for public office? I mean, it's what's the point of being in public office? It may, it's corrupt. It's sociopathic. It's it's horrible. So she is using this to to benefit herself, but privately, her private enterprise, the the Kim brand, and she and did she do a great job or what to promote her brand? The whole freaking United States of America. Is, is going gaga over her. All these conservatives are like, oh, she's so great. Black female conservatives, she's so great. She's going to win in Maryland. No, she's going to be crushed. She's going to be crushed. Now, I also want to say about she's walking around Baltimore. One of the scenes when they're at the Sugar, she walks by the Sugar Hill uh, liquor store, the Sugar, whatever the Sugar Hill thing is called there. That's on Whitelock Street in Druid Hill Avenue. I lived uh, on uh, Linden Avenue and Whitelock which is like five blocks away from there. So I ran by – the neighborhood changes a great deal by the time you get to uh, Druid Hill Avenue. It, it becomes hard, hard, very bad, very bad where she was walking. Uh, but the, the video makes it look much better than it really is. The, you, a lot of people are saying, yeah, Baltimore looks pretty bad in that video. Oh, no, no, no. It actually makes it look better. than it. If you actually walk those streets, like I have walked those streets. I have walked those streets where she is. I have run those streets. I have walked those streets by myself plenty of times pl for plenty of reasons, Okay. And it's worse. It's worse in person. Much, much worse looking. It looks actually. She makes it look good. Um, the way way she. And, and I, I also okay. So we already had the special. I just want to say that. Um, and okay, do you care about Black Lives? Uh, she asks. The people that run Baltimore don't. I can prove it. And and again, she's running. Most of the a lot of the people in the, the district they don't even live in Baltimore. They don't care about Baltimore. Um, she, there, there's like the, the suburb of Woodlawn, the suburb of Randallstown. These are actually black suburbs. They don't, what do they care about? Why would they vote for her? She's saying Baltimore's bad. They agree with her. They already left. These black people already moved out. So they're going to be Republicans all of a sudden. <laughs> so, so everyone's, all these people are like, oh, Adam, such a great video. Such a great video. She's, oh, Republicans got to change. No, no, it's, she will be crushed. She will be crushed. But who can't? politically she'll be crushed, but she's already getting interviews. She's already getting her way and everything. Uh, and, and, and let me, another thing, the voters in her district, they're not seeing this. The old ladies that live in West Baltimore, all the professional voters, all those old ladies that live in West Baltimore, they're never going to see that. They're never going to, they don't have the internet. They don't know the internet. They don't know Twitter. They don't know this, that. And I link to it below. You can watch it yourselves. Okay. Um, and she, by the way, the, again, the guy's, Kwasi and Fume, they, everybody knows his name. Everybody knows who he is, the person she's running against. They just blindly, they see Democrat and Fume, and then they're going to see classic Republican. 
they're just gonna think, well, that's just some uh, some woman in the county or something. Who knows who she is? That they're not even gonna think about it. Not even gonna think about it. She's born in 1982. Kwasi Fume was first elected to Congress in 1987. Okay, so yeah, she's she's, and so people are gonna did, did have the Democrats ruined uh, Baltimore? Adam, is it time for a Republican? In Baltimore, it's time for people in Baltimore to take personal responsibility, okay? Some people have moved – I mean if, if you're not obligated to sacrifice and stick around there, okay? The more people who realize that, the more people who leave, it will force people to change, okay? If they completely run out of money, things things will change. But uh, do not sacrifice yourself for the city of Baltimore, and don't, don't think politics is going to change it. It's about individuals that just don't live a trashy lifestyle. Um, you know, take personal responsibility. Uh, don't have a kid early. Graduate from high school. I mean, there's there's so much. There's a bunch of individuals make up Baltimore City, and there are a bunch of horrifying individual decisions. People are leading uh, horrible examples that they're living. So it, it takes people to make them. They they can't rely on Kwasi and Fume isn't going to solve anything. Kwasi Kwasi and Fume was in Baltimore City Council in 1978. That was before this woman was even born. Okay. Um, all right, so that's it. I mean, what what else, what else can I say about this? I, I just, um, oh, just I, and I linked to the the map of the seventh congressional district, so you can see how gerrymandered it is. How just how insane Maryland has some of the most gerrymandered districts in the, in the United States of America, if not the most. If probably it does have the worst one. I think the third or the second is the most insane. I mean, they they drew it so Democrats would win. It's it's so wild. That's what gerrymandering is. Uh, anyway, pound that like button. And, and you know, Republicans can do it too, but it's just it's so blatantly obvious in, in the state of Maryland. There's there's no shame in what they did. So yes, she will be crushed, but in, in a way I and she'll probably be able to raise a lot of money for her. People are going to give her campaign money, and I would urge you not to give her campaign money because of this, because unless you want to help her her private career, um, because this is all she's just trying to move up in the world. Now, at least she's not moving up in the world like Kamala Harris did. I mean, sleeping with every man possible like Kamala Harris did, slept with Willie Brown to get the position where she is today. At least you got to give this woman credit. She's not sleeping around. She's She went out on the street. She made a video. She doesn't even live in Baltimore City, this woman, Kim. But she, at least she's not doing, she didn't sleep with Willie Brown to, to, to get popular. And she's, it looks like she's going into private enterprise yet after this, which is, which is great. I don't think, has Kamala Harris ever held a real job? Has, has, uh, Joe Biden ever been in private enterprise before? No, no, these people. So I, I think she will be soon. Kim Classic will be more accomplished than uh, uh, Joe Biden. Okay, now I didn't even know the Democrat convention was going on Monday until I, I, I knew it was coming up. And I just got to say, this now that it doesn't have all the. Uh, I mean, when, when, it, when it used to be in person <laughs> before this virus came along around. There was all this pageantry surrounding it. So I don't think as many people watched it this time. I mean, I definitely didn't didn't watch a second of it. Not that I watched a second of the in 2016 either, but I, I would assume less people watched it and less, you know, there are a lot of people that are stuck at home and are now couch, couch potatoes more than ever. I didn't see a second of it, okay? But I, I did, Ben Shapiro commented on it and I, I heard some other commentary on it and you know, I heard who, who spoke well, blah, 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 blah. It's a waste of time, okay? But the, the Democratic message seems to be about who can be the biggest victim and stir up the most feelings so uh, people are scared or they're sad. Victim glorification culture, 
uh, it's a sick message in a time of sickness, and it's no coincidence. And it's it's the opposite of what I stand for over here. I'm all about being in motion and being a unique beast. It's it's definitely there's no doubt about it that the democratic the democrat message is to scare people and and just who's the biggest victim? Let's talk about this racial group. Let's talk about this sexual group. Let's talk about it and try to stir up anger and 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 guilt and say you are responsible for them. It's your because you're successful. You gotta you gotta take care of the victims. And everyone's clamoring to be the victim as everyone wants a piece of the Democratic Party. It is disgusting. It is sickening. So Ben Shapiro brought up this one girl who, who spoke, who said that, you know, you better vote now or the world's going to end or something. And she's like only 18. And I never heard of her before. Have you heard of this Billie Eilish woman, girl? She's got like green hair. She's like a singer. I heard her music. She's got a good voice. But my man, oh, man. This is what kids. This is what kids listen to. This is what kids like today. This is a popular, a pop culture figure, Billie Eilish. I, I mean, I, I, she was born. She's so young. She's telling people about the end of the. That this is such an important election. She's never even voted before. She's this. She's only lived eighteen years. She was born after September eleventh, twenty eleven. She was born in December of two thousand one. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But I mean, she looks horrible. I mean. I don't want to make it. She's not in good shape. She's got green hair. She's got this sad image around her. This punk goth combo, a little hipster here, just sick and sad. And this is what the main, the mainstream likes. This, this is what they, this is what they promote. This is what kids are into. This is not a good dudes. Be in motion. So let me tell you something. Kids should know. Kids, if you're watching this, Bitcoin over Billy. Bitcoin over Billy. Repeat it. The people who choose Bitcoin over Billy, they're going to be the successful people. The rest, the 80 percenters, they're going to be the victims. They're going to be the ones clamoring for the Democratic platform. Oh, I'm a I'm a green hair victim. I'm this, I'm that, and the, I'm the other. Uh, do we have any questions? No, we do not. Um, someone said, I thought Billy Willing was a dude. Well, no, it's, it's Billy, I don't even know, Billy Eilish. She's definitely not a dude. She has large... Uh, Cajone, not Cajone. Uh, what's, what's the word for boobs? Oh, large boobs. All right. So uh, <laughs> pound that like button. Yeah, but but she's uh, she does have a good voice. I did listen to it, but it's like depressing, sad songs. And so she might have some talent there. But man, um, and she's just representing victim culture. And uh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> And the victim culture people, they have decided to live 100% through the leaders, okay, and say the country will be over if Trump wins. It's complete nonsense panic porn, okay? So they're like they, – they're putting Trump on a pedestal and they're like, it's over. If he wins again, it's over. I must give my life and my responsibility over to our leaders. They will fix all of my depressing problems. No, dudes. Personal responsibility, Bitcoin over Billy. Kids, I mean, her voice might be good, but dudes, you're, woo, that is some sad stuff, man. I, I can't believe this is, uh, this goth, uh, when I was young, there were, there were happy things. I mean, you, you can't even say, you know, the rap music is, is complete nonsense and stuff, but I mean, sometimes it can be kind of happy. I mean, this, this is worse with what I saw with this woman, this girl. I mean, this is terrible. I mean, promoting violence is bad. That's not cool. And promoting excessive drug use and and, and and not being a good dad and that's bad. But this is this is 
this is bad also. This is looking like a green-haired goth uh, trying to say, you know, the world is about to end if you Trump wins. It's, uh, I can't believe this is popular. I, 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 just, I mean, I can understand where the rap is popular. I understand that, but uh, her, no. Um, so maybe someone can, uh, maybe I'm just behind the times. I'm glad I'm, uh, I'm part of the counterculture. Uh, and Derek said, are you a Democrat? And I am a registered Democrat. I, I, when I was young, I, I registered as a Democrat because like everybody in my uh, uh, immediate vicinity where I went to school, um, you know, people of most of the people of my religion, uh, most of the people that, that lived near me were Democrat. I just I didn't think I didn't think I was a Democrat, whatever. Yeah, everyone's a Democrat. Yeah, that's great. But I didn't know what it meant. And I just never changed it. So, I mean, I don't, I don't believe in, I don't believe in what they believe in at all, but I mean, that's no, I am a, re, I am a registered Democrat. It's just uh, so I, I can vote in the, their uh, primaries and, and, and whatnot, but who cares? I mean, I'm, I'm not changing it either because I don't, who knows what it will, what will trigger. Uh, they're going to, I'm going to have to get a new license. I mean, the, 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 you only dig yourself a bigger hole. Okay. If you try to change something in, in the, in the bureaucracy in Maryland. Okay, so I'm sticking with it. It doesn't matter. I am. I am. I've said this on other shows. I'm. I, I'm just a registered Democrat because you know when I was uh, 20 years old, uh, I registered when I was 20 um, because uh, I couldn't register when I was in 12th grade because I was too young. Um, I'm giving a little. <laughs> you have to be 18 by the next um, by the next election by the next general election. I was too. I'm born. I'm born after um, the general election. Uh, just uh, everyone has a pretty good idea what two months I'm, I'm born in. So I'm not going to say what it is. Uh, anyway, pound that like button. So, so, so moving on. Uh, but who cares what you're registered as too, people? I don't care what anybody's registered. Voting is put on this pedestal. It is unbelievable. I mean, that, that's my whole point. The world isn't going to end if Biden becomes president. The world isn't going to end if Trump stays president. You control your own destiny. That's what Kim Classic, the people of Baltimore got to individually you have to change themselves you can't go scapegoating it's so it's just nonsense the scapegoat i mean the democrat the, the clips i heard i mean their the, their whole platform is trump is the is the cause of all your problems trump caused the virus trump did this trump did that trump did that it's like dudes take care of your own selves if biden isn't going to solve your problems now so here jordan Satchel is a dude on Twitter who I recommended. I think I mentioned him before, but he says, fun facts about social distancing. Uh, where the heck? Oh, my God. Oh, first of all, let me, I, I just, something else was uh, put in there. Let me, in Europe, social distancing is recognized at one meter, which is three feet. In the United States, it's six feet. In Oceania, it's five feet. Why the discrepancy? Because it's not science and a total myth based on complete speculation. Couldn't have said it better myself, dudes. It's nonsense. The social distancing, if it, if it really made a difference, there would be a real number, okay? Complete speculation, complete. Wash your hands if you're scared about getting the darn disease. Now, Kiffer, uh, Governor Christie, and if you're sick and old, lock yourself up, all right? Let the young people uh, and healthy people, which are most people, uh, go about their business. Now, and Governor Christy Noam of South Dakota, I think she might agree with me. South Dakota is competing and not complaining. Uh, there's a video you can see it before Tom Woods commented on it. One line from it was, we won't shut down. I would have expected more people to com compete for residents than just this one. 
but one is better than zero. So it's a video made by the government of South Dakota saying we won't shut you down. You, you, you can have a business here. We won't shut you down. It, I, I'm also shocked, Tom Woods. I, I would think other states would try to uh, tell people, hey, we're not going with this, this nonsense, okay? We're not going to shut you down. You can, uh, you'll be able to run your business here without fear. You'll be able to be free in, in a state. Uh, and Bitcoin to the Moon said, greetings from Melbourne, Australia, strong hand. Oh, I'm going to talk about Australia in a second. Personal responsibility is new counterculture, like button pounded. Thank you. Derek said, do you think your vote counts? What about the Electoral College? In Maryland, no, my vote does not count at all because of the Electoral College. Um, I, 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 I think the Electoral College is a good thing, by the way, a very good thing, because it is. we are not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic, all right? It's set up in a way that each state has a say in who is in charge of the federal government, okay? So my vote in Maryland um, does not matter because the Democrats win Maryland every time. It, it just doesn't matter. So I can vote for whoever. It, the Democrat is going to win. Guess who? I, I can say this. Watch me say this. Guess who won the 2024 presidential election in Maryland? The Democrat. I mean, it's, it's already this. It, it, so my vote doesn't, no, it does not count. For, for president, my vote doesn't count. And for most things, uh, my vote, does, if you want to make it on a, on a local, on the, the most, the city council level or something like that, yeah, it does. That does, it makes a difference there. But talking for president, no. No, it, it doesn't make a difference in, in Maryland. Now, in these swing states, it will make it. In Florida, it, it makes a difference. It makes a difference in Florida and Pennsylvania. If I lived in those states, if I was registered to vote in, in those states, it, it would make a difference for who would win, win the election, possibly. But I am a huge fan of the Electoral College. Um, it, it's not supposed to be um, – because then one state could be completely corrupt, <clears throat> California, fake all the votes and – California would decide who's president of the United States. That's not that's not the way it the big states were not supposed to uh, have an overwhelming say on the federal way the government went. OK, so like California could take over the United States if it was just a, a straight up democracy. And trust me, people in Idaho <laughs> would in Montana would not like that. And Nebraska wouldn't like that. So the electoral college is a great thing. The people who say we should get rid of it are impulsive. And they're ignorant and they just want their side to win. Okay. They say it's racist. They say it's this. No, it's not. <laughs> Everything's racist. Electoral college is racist. I mean, come on. Um, now, uh, we got another question there. We did the 200, uh, two and a half hours Zoom meeting today with the UK Bitcoin Master with 10 of us, and everyone spoke well of you, sir. Yes, John, uh, I can't do that because it's during Shabbat. And uh, unless I. Uh, I, I mean, if I was in Australia, I could do it because it wouldn't be Shabbat anymore. But I, I don't do internet during uh, – I don't do shows during – that's why this show is so late and my Friday show is early because I do not do these shows during Shabbat. And I've done that for quite some time. Even before the passing of my father, I was uh, into not doing shows during – just to remind everyone that I'm a Jewish. <laughs> and again, people, I'm not super-duper, uh, super-duper-duper religious – uh, people, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect during Shabbat either, but I'm not going to, I don't put myself out there during Shabbat. So, no, um, I, I wish I could join uh, uh, the UK Bitcoin Masters, uh, your, your Skype thing. It, it's a cool thing. What, what you, everybody gets together and talks on Saturdays, but I can't do it. All right. Pound that like button, people. But I'm glad everyone's having fun. 
Now it's time for the uh, it's time for the book review part of the show. All right. So people have if you've been if you've been paying attention lately, you've known that since I've been here in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, there are all these books here, and I decided to start reading uh, fiction books again. <laughs> so uh, I read that one plot against America. I mean that, that and I reviewed that one already. And uh, that one was okay. <laughs> Just it was it was pretty cliched. I reviewed it on another show. So then I read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by Robert M. Prissig. And okay, it's deep. I it's long. I enjoyed it at times. Robert Prissig is a genius, a philosopher who lost his mind at, at one point. I, I forgot what, what mental disease he has, um, but he, 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 has a, he had an issue. He had to have shock treatment at one part, point. So part of this story is a real-life story. The, the main character gets shock treatment, and it, it kind of changes him. And uh, he, in real life, he went crazy. <laughs> I, and, the, and the main character goes crazy getting too deep into philosophy and the meaning, the philosophical meaning of the word uh, quality. <laughs> All right. So you can get a lot of, out of this if you've got a philosophical type of brain. Okay. And you might have to read it a second time to, to catch some things. I'm not reading it a second time. So it, it, it can spur the thinking process in your head. And I do like that it's a motorcycle drive from Minnesota to California. And I have driven on parts of it that he mentions in Montana and South Dakota. Um, so some things were familiar to me, the scenery. There's a big, big part of it that takes place in Montana. Uh, that city where Montana State is, which I always forget, Bozeman. I've been in Bozeman before. So, so there, there's some – that paces it pretty well. But, but – I think some people are not going to like the philosophical rabbit holes that he goes down. And unfortunately his son, his son is with him and the son is a little, might not be a hundred percent. And if you read, uh, if you read the afterword, that's very interesting. Also, I, I'm not going to give away anything, but he's, you could take, you can be like, okay, I read this book. I can be a lone wolf. I can be a unique beast. Fitting in is overrated. Go against the narrative. Go against the dialectic. You could get that from the book. So I like that part. Uh, conscientiousness. That's what I – I think that's what quality is. To me, quality is conscientiousness, okay? Uh, and just don't blindly follow philosophers. Uh, uh, come Have some gumption. Uh, these are all things you can take from the book, but uh, he he kind of – he doesn't really he, – he goes from one idea to another, and he, I think it gives you options, and he, he, he leaves some options open there. So at first you think it, it's all about uh, logic and reason. I, I mean – and he definitely is into logic and reason, but then he – he, he, he leaves open, and I think some people who are postmodernist will be able to interpret it in their way. Like, well, there's something beyond logic and reason. So, okay, th th there's my review of, of that book. It, it, it'll get you thinking, 
And I think there's a lot of different ways of – because he also has a split personality in it. And uh, so that that's why at, at times, uh, you know, the, the motorcycle maintenance part of it is the logic and reason and, and the commitment to quality and the commitment to conscientiousness. But then when he starts talking about the, the philosophers of old, that you shouldn't just worship Aristotle. You, you can't just blindly accept them, that they should be challenged. Then you get into almost post, not postmodernism, but something beyond logic and reason, which maybe he would also define as quality. Okay, I've gone too deep. It can get deep, the book. Um, so it was. I found it better than the, at times it was definitely more intriguing and it exercised my mind much more so than the, uh, than the plot against America, okay? Now, the third book I read, I read in like less than a day and it was a short book. And that book is called uh, The Parade by Dave Eggers. A very good book, Recommend it. I think all of you should read it. So I don't think all of you should read um, Zen, okay? It's not for everyone. This this book, Zen, also Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, I said this before, you're probably going to have to be in college to, to read this. You, you, I, mean, I don't know if a 12th grader could read it. I mean, maybe even older than college, okay? But this parade by Dave Eggers, yeah, you, you can read this. There's, there's a little sexualization in it, so maybe it's not for ninth graders, but I think a, a ninth grader and a tenth grader could, could learn. It's a good book. Parade by Dave Eggers is a good book. It shows just the third the third world barbarism, the third world thuggery, the third world lawlessness. It's fun. It's fun. And how there's some people that like to strictly follow rules, and there's some people that just are very impulsive. And what can happen when these uh, two people come together – and the, the ending is very good. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. There's a, it's a, it's a wild, the, the, the developing world can be a wild freaking place and a very dangerous place. And they need private contractors to do a lot of things for them. And you can get paid a lot of money. They're, they're building a road. They're building a road in the third world country. That's what's going on. Okay. Uh, and uh uh, I'll leave it at that. It's I, I highly recommend it. Uh, highly recommend it. That was my that was good. Now I've started a, a fourth novel, and I will uh, review this when I'm done it. Uh, and I'm it's it's going very fast. Also, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's called uh, Butcher's Crossing by John Edward Williams, and by far out of the four writers, he's the most talented writer. He, he's he's the most talented writer. He's not like a, a he's not like a <laughs> Robert Prissig is like some 170 IQ genius, but it, that doesn't make you a, a, a great writer. Okay. He it just really puts you in like 1873 wild, wild West. And that's what this book is about. Um, hunting Buffalo in 1873 wild, wild West is butcher's crossing, but I'm not done it yet. So I cannot give a review of it yet, but I am enjoying it. And I've only got like a hundred pages left. And I really want to read it afterwards. So, by the way, I, I, I do my reading after, uh, when, right before I go to sleep. And so I fall asleep with the book. Um, and so maybe that's when people want, want to do it. I also read er, earlier today here on Shabbat, I have some extra time because I don't go running. And I, I read uh, I read then also. And uh, let me just see if there's anything. Okay, so that's, that's your book reviews of the day. Um, 
it's it's not a waste of time to read any of those any of the four books that I mentioned though. Although the first the first one that I already did the review of Plot Against America, eh, cliched. Uh, some people will enjoy it. Now, Matt O'Dell has a uh, – let me see. And also, do we have another question here? Okay, Roman, I'll get to your question in a second since we're going to talk about Bitcoin right now. Uh, Matt O'Dell said – and he's talking about Bitcoiners. For a group of individuals who take so much pride in low time preference thinking, it's amazing how much the 24-7 news cycle of outrage and fear influence so much of your day-to-day decisions. Aim to be consistent and deliberate rather than emotional and reactionary. I agree. These There are some Bitcoiners out there that get way too carried away, uh, worried about the virus and everything. Do not get emotional. Do not freak out. Uh, don't, don't, don't freak out also by like people you don't agree with in the space. Keep it, keep it logical and don't be impulsive, all right? Don't let uh, the 24-7 news cycle is a distraction, people. You have to know how to surf it and avoid it and not take it too seriously. And speaking of that, this is something out of the, 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 new, the, the news cycle. I got this from the Drudge Report. Baron now taller than dad. Yep. Yep, that's news on the Drudge Report. That's that's news. That's the 24-7 news cycle. That's 80 percenter. That's politics, guys. Bitcoin over Baron now taller than dad. So it's it's news that I should care about that Baron Trump is taller than his father. This is new headline news on, on uh, Drudge Report. Conservative Drudge Report. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> so uh, listen to Max Hillebrand on what Bitcoin did podcasts says he is not a tax resident of any country. So pay zero income tax. Now, that's a dude in motion. I don't know how he does that. Uh, uh, I, I, he's from Germany, so uh, I don't know how he does that. I don't, I'm not going to comment. <laughs> Good luck to, to Max. Max has said some things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Good, good, good luck. <laughs> As Americans, we can't even like fathom that. So it's like, there's good luck. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're tax slaves forever. There's, there's, no, there's no getting out of it. We're going to talk about how California wants to take it to a whole new level. Speaking Again, speaking of the elect, would you want the Cali- – well, I'll tell you about this California policy in a second. You, you definitely would not want it to be the American tax policy. And, and just another reason why we have the Electoral College. Now, Megabus sent me this email. They are begging for help from the government. They, they are, they're into fascism. Megabus uh, is a fan of fascism, apparently. Let me let me read this. Congress, this is an email they sent out to, to people who have been on Megabus before. Congress is currently debating the uh, Coronavirus Economic Relief for Transportation Services Act, which is called the SERPS Act, which authorizes the Secretary of the Treasury, in coordination with the Secretary of Transportation, to provide grants and other assistance to previously excluded transportation services uh, affected by the virus. If passed, CERTS Act will allow us to continue providing reliable travel to you and your safety uh, at top of mind. We have that together. Uh, we hope that together we can make a difference. Please click here to show your support of the CERTS Act and send a letter to your congressional member. We look forward to getting you back on the road with us. So they're saying, hey, we're a failing business. Beg the uh, 
beg the government for help and to bail us out to make us a winner, which is what fascism is all about. How about this, uh, Megabus? Why don't you send out an email saying there's nothing to freaking worry about? Everybody can go on our darn buses. We're not going to clean anything more than we did. If you're scared, don't come on our bus. We don't need a government bailout. Let's just have, let's run things the way we previously did when we were making a lot of money. We need a company just to do, I, I'll ride your buses. I don't care. It was filthy beforehand. And <laughs> no, it wasn't the other one. One of the other ones was filthy. It can be filthy there, but not as bad as the, uh, the one I took to Vegas. What was the other one called? It's the one that's in Europe. I, I They're all being so scared now and begging for government bailouts because they're scared people are not going to want to ride them. People will ride them. They're, not everybody's freaked out by this stupid virus, all right? Who cares? But they, they're, they're begging for a fascist bailout. Very nice. Now, I want to say something about kids today, all right? The, the, there are so many hypochondriac parents out there now that these kids are going to become hypochondriacs. They're going to become meat freaks, scared of all diseases. They're laying a foundation for a future of like bubble boys and bubble girls whose immune systems are going to go down the toilets because they're, they're constantly washing their hands, constantly scared to go on Megabus, constantly scared to go to school, constantly scared to touch anything. We are raising I, the long-term effects of the, the last, you know, whatever it's been, how many months has it been now? like almost six months of everybody being panic stricken, this is not going to be good for kids. Okay. So let me tell you something. If you have kids, raise your children. Well, raise them like you did beforehand, man. Do not raise them to be scared kids. Because they're going to be grown. They're going to grow up scared. And I don't know what that's going to do to this world. It's not going to make them healthy mentally. It's not going to make them healthy physically. Uh, yeah, I'd like to get Max back on the show, by the way. It's very difficult to coordinate with him um, because he's in Germany and uh, we, we've had close calls where he's almost come back on, but he's very busy also. Uh, now, what else? Let me just see. Someone said you're definitely different than most Democrats. Well, I, I am not really a Democrat, am I? I just, it's just something that says. It's just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of paper. That, that that's all. That's all it is. So I I'm, I am an individual. I, I I I had to when I was twenty years old. I had to check a box. That's all it is. That's all it is. I I am a unique beast. I am a unique beast, and we need more unique beasts out there. Uh, and they're and I I I don't want to generalize. I'm sure there there are other guys that are in the same position. They, they checked Democrat when they were 20 or when they were 18, and now they're a unique beast, and they just they never changed it. Um, and and part of the re in Baltimore City, the only election that matters is – now, again, I registered in Baltimore – when I was 20 years old, I didn't live in Baltimore City. I was registered in Baltimore County, even though I was in St. Louis going to college. But uh, the, po the point is, is that uh, in Baltimore City – a lot of people stay Democrats because that's the only – there's so many Democrats in, Mar in in Baltimore City that the primary election is the only one that matters. So there, there are people with conservative leanings that just – they want to have a say, so they just – they never change. They, they just stay Democrats. It really doesn't matter. What, I mean it only matters for primary elections. The general election is the real election. Dudes. So if you, if you care about elections being real and – it doesn't matter what party you are in the general election. So 
It's who you vote for. If you think it makes a difference, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, all right. Now, let's talk about the uh, algorithms out there, the algorithm slaves trying to – the content creator algorithm slaves, by the way, they, they're, they're the worst, man. All they do is they figure out what the algorithm likes, and they all copy one another. So what does that do to YouTube? It gets less original content, less original thought, all right? So everyone's doing a video about the same thing. In whatever genre uh, you, you go to, you're going to notice that like most of the videos are about the same thing because everyone knows this is what the algorithm boosts, okay? This is what the algorithm likes. These are the key words. So it, it's, re it's really bad how the, the algorithm, which is not even a human being, but it's programmed by human beings. It guides the 80% of topics, okay? Think for yourself. Realize what's going on behind the scenes. And it's not just at YouTube. It's at Twitter. It's everywhere. That the, the content creators, you might think they're independent, but most of them are not. They see what's popular. They see what keywords popular, and they're just going to go with the flow. you got to figure out who the unique beast are. I try to point them out to you. Um, the guys I have on my show, um, the people I link to below, most of the time, those dudes are not following any algorithm. If they talk about something that's uh, that the algorithm likes, it's just a coincidence that they're talking about something that's popular, okay? These people think for themselves. It's really, if you boil it down, it is quite scary um, what these algorithms could lead to. I mean, if, if humans really start interfering with them and saying, okay, this the algorithm is only going to boost people who support this uh, political candidate. And everyone will then make videos about that political candidate and use that name. That's already basically going on. So, uh, but it, it it goes beyond beyond politics to, to, to much much more important things that, that can be manipulated. If people are because people are already addicted to TV, that make it makes them prone to be addicted to YouTube. You, you uh, expand upon. You go down the line. You do some long term thinking and see what that could lead to. If if everything is the same, if everyone is just following some uh, mindless algorithm. Now, I, I want talking about the the algorithms out there. As many of you know, uh, on my main channel, there are advertisements before the video. Okay, YouTube does that. Um, you can also have them in the middle of your videos. I do not do that. I make sure. But YouTube did something really heinous and went back through people's old videos and just put mid-roll videos in them. And the only way you can remove them is if you do it manually. And I have like 1,700 old videos. I can't go back through all 1,700 and review all and, and get rid of all these ads they added. But I want to say something that they, they straight up said. By default, mid-rolls will be placed at natural breakpoints to balance the viewer experience and create and creator revenue. All right? So the they're saying their algorithm knows it can it can listen to your show and know where to put the video the advertisements to maximize uh, the revenue. It, it, it understands what you're saying. It knows where their natural breakpoints, where the subject matter changes. Okay, that's how deep these algorithms are. Okay, all right and. It just shows you the manipulation that can go on because th these algorithms know th th they, 
<laughs> they know where you know, by the tone of your voice where to put the advertisement that will get them the most money and to, to make it seem the most natural. Now, again, when they put like three freaking ads in the middle of a 12 minute video, it's so ridiculous. Um, but they, they, they know that the 80 percenters are, are going to eat it up. It's unbelievable. People are falling for that. People are becoming a slave to these algorithms. Now computing forever, uh, Dave in Ireland, he has a video, uh, and the, the guest said something very interesting. It's linked to below. And the guest said that the, the debate over masks might just be a smokescreen, that the government, the governments of the world love this. They love people going back and forth screaming about masks because it's a smokescreen for all the government negligence that's gone on during this whole situation. The governments, uh, the governments are grasping for more and more power, that old people were sent to – or that COVID patients were sent to nursing homes. Like no one's, no one's complaining about that. No one's saying, well, wait a second. Why did the government, why did the state of New York send uh, old uh, COVID patients to nursing homes and, and all these people die? People are just like screaming, oh, you know, we're masking Whole Foods. Let's get in a fight. It, it's, a, it's an interesting point. It's an interesting point. I, I, think, I think certain government uh, sociopaths are using the mask thing as, as a smokescreen just to protect their own butts. Do you see an alternative social media uh, like Parler getting a boost closer to the election? No. A lot of uh, people that were popular around 2016 election had ban been banned. Yeah. No, dude, I, I don't. I don't I don't think as the election gets closer, alternative platforms become more popular because one reason is Twitter. I, I mentioned this, I think, two weeks ago. If you link to anything on BitChute through Twitter, all right? So people retweet the BitChute version of my show. If you click on that, immediately a warning comes up. up. And it's insane that you might be going to fake. I don't know what the warning even says. So Twitter, which is a main social platform, has done something that makes people scared to go to the alternative social platforms. So I would assume as we get closer to the election, we'll see more of that. So, in fact, the alternative social media platforms will get less and less views as we get closer. Not, not more and more. They're not going to be <laughs> – and that was very I – didn't, I didn't see that one coming, that Twitter would do a shadow ban of BitChute, basically. I mean, it, it's, it's – okay, it's a stretch of shadow ban, but you, you get the point. Click on a bit, click, I, go to Tech Ball. You'll see I retweet the dude who tweets out my bit shoot videos and click on it and see what happens and see if you don't get scared. It's like, wait a second, what's wrong with Adam's video? I don't want to see this. There's a big warning here. And it's because it's Twitter sending the warning. Oh, God. So, yeah, they've got their work cut, cut out for them. Uh, but hey, I keep posting over there and I watch videos over at BitChute and I post on Parlor every single day, by the way. Every single day. And I will say this, Parler, there are some people that actually check out my videos through Parler. That there are a few, a few. So I let's do crypto parlor people. I've been doing it since what June now? You mean you can complain or you can compete? And I've been competing at BitChute, at Parler. So dude, I I sadly I predict there'll be less uh, people going to those, but I'll be going to them. I'm competing. I'm I'm doing it. So you do it too if, if you want if you think it makes a big difference. 
if you think it makes a difference, if you think it's worth your while. There's good, there's great content producers. Dave, the guy I just met, Dave Cullen, puts everything on uh, his Computing Forever channel is is, is completely on BitChute. Stefan Molyneux is 100% on BitChute. I'm at sportsmeister.com for the podcast version of the show, people. Pound that like button. You don't have to see this pretty face. You can listen to me. Um, what is someone saying? Now, uh, someone said, is this a cult channel? What, with this? No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. This is not a cult channel. This is a unique beast. I mean, it's uh, I appeal to a unique group of people. It's not – it's uh, – the personal responsibility, it's the counterculture. It's a counterculture channel, man. This is not mainstream stuff. This is not mainstream stuff here. All, all whether it be here on the backup channel or the main channel, with the Bitcoin Meister, with Adam Meister, with I produce, this is unique beast type of stuff. It's, it's not a cult. <laughs> it's just, it's not mainstream, man. It's using your freaking head. You're getting a freaking book review. You're getting a political commentary for some uh, black lady in Maryland. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> All right, you get health tips. No, again, eat, eat your uh, garlic. By the way, this is again, this is the honey badger. He's the unique beast of Bitcoin. This is a Bitcoin show. You can get it linked to below. Alex Berenson, and you're getting the truth about the panic prison that everybody's in. This hysteria that everyone's this virus hysteria. That's a cult. That's a cult. That's a mass movement. The virus hysteria is a mass movement. An unthinking mass movement. Now, Alex Barrison says, today's virus update, masks don't work. Lockdowns don't work. Kids and young adults are roughly at zero risk. Adults under 50 are at tiny risk. Adults under 75 who aren't already at death's door are at very low risk. Many people already have immunity. Panic forever! <laughs> so th there we go. Th those are the simple facts but then most people just – so many people default to panic forever. We're living in this panic forever culture. The whole Democratic uh, convention was reinforcing that apparently, saying panic forever unless Joe Biden wins. Now, again, remember, guys, if Joe Biden wins, panic forever will disappear from the mainstream media. We all know that. Isn't that sickening? And most people are going to fall for it. They won't even question it. Dudes, if you're in the panic forever prison, get out of it. Stop being a hypochondriac. Go over the facts. There's life out there. Life goes on. All right? People die every day. If you're healthy, you have nothing to worry about. And the unit, the college university stuff is ridiculous. We're going to get into that in a second. This is going to be a long show, by the way. Fast forward if you need to. Uh, now, the, the great ticker guy, Carl Denninger. The data is clear, folks. Every one thing Exactly one thing attenuates this virus, herd suppression. All the screaming and whining about tests and masks do nothing ex except destroy jobs, waste money by the billions and ruin lives. Stop the stupid and drop the constraints. That's the, that's the bottom line. All the lockdowns do nothing. Virus is going to virus. It's going to spread. There's going to be herd immunity. Deal with it. Deal with it. It's... The, 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 it's it, the, even in the lockdown states, it spreads, all right? And what is being proposed in Australia and New Zealand, we're going to get to in a second, is ridiculous. Now, he also says, hey, colleges, if you won't do in person, 
then shut down. Refund all of the students' money, tuition fees, door, dorms, etc., and call it a day until you, you can. Exactly zero students should put up with this online BS. It has zero value in the world. Wake in the real world. Wake up young adults. I couldn't agree more, and I've said this many times. Don't let your college rip you off by saying, oh, pay, pay full tuition, and uh, you, you can't come to campus anymore. It's a ripoff. These colleges, uh, they're trying to get away with a lot. And if they really all should just, you know, call, if they can't, if they feel they can't have real classes, call it a day and not have real classes. This half, half-baked scheme, it's, it's, it's not benefiting the students very much at all. Hey, they can do what they want to do. I'll let them compete. I'll let them compete that way. Don't fall for it, dude, because it's it's not – you don't have to go to college that way. That's not going to college when you're sitting at your mom's house and, and looking at some old person that can't figure out Zoom trying to teach you supposedly. Alex Berenson also says, first, UNC um, – the main campus, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, they were open normally. And then after a week, they threw in the towel and said, nope, now you got to go. Uh, you got to go home. We, we can't do this anymore. You're going to do it digitally now. The UNC closure is so embarrassing. Such a failure of leadership. A consequence of pretending this virus is more than infinitesimally dangerous to college students. Rather than just admitting they're going to get it, uh, this is where viral theater leads and why it must be stopped. Yes. Yes. The students are all going to go get it. It's true. It's infinitesimally dangerous to them. The flu is more dangerous to their students. They're going to get, get it. This is virus theater, viral theater. They played into it. And now they just embarrassingly went back for a week and then sent them all back home. And uh, we're going to, actually get into that more in a second, but let's talk, let's talk about Australia. Prime minister says coronavirus vaccine will become compulsory exact, except for those with medical exemptions. Now I, I linked to that thread bef before below. Some people were defiant. Some people were compliant. Some people were like, Oh, that's great. That's great. Australia is going to force people to get a, get a, a coronavirus vaccine when it comes out. Now I want to say this to you. If that actually happens, if, if, Australia starts to force people to get the virus, the, the, the vaccine, gun sales in the United States will go up at that point. That if in a civilized country like Australia, I mean, it's a very civilized country. It's a great country. I thought there was a lot of freedom there. But if they do that, if they do that, and it will make the news, you better believe the gun sales will go up in America. Because that's what the Second Amendment is all about. Dudes. That, is, it, that is insane. Mandatory vaccine for something that's not even dangerous? I mean, you could not force me to get, I mean, the flu vaccine has been out there for so long. I've never gotten the flu vaccine. I don't want to get the flu, the flu shot, whatever it's called. I don't, there's no need. I deal with it. I'm, I'm a, a young person, a healthy young person. I don't want it. And that, if, if they come out with a coronavirus shot, it should be the same thing. If you don't want it, you don't have to get it. If they, if I was forced, if it was compulsory to get the flu vaccine, I would also refuse, I would refuse. I would leave the country. I would do something. I would Use, you know, anyway, um, this is why we have the, with, with Australia, they don't have the Second Amendment, okay? And that's why they can get away with uh, this type of thing, with that type of tyranny. Now, I hope they don't, I hope it's just big talk by the, uh, 
by the prime minister. That is ridiculous to make it mandatory, a mandatory uh, coronavirus vaccine, which is not even tested, which could be so incredibly dangerous to humanity, could be much more dangerous than the, the disease itself. All right, going back to college, the Big Ten football parents, uh, the Big Ten football conference uh, parents are getting really angry and they're protesting. That's a good sign. Now, let's go back to UNC Chapel Hill canceling uh, canceling uh, school. Someone says, I teach at a community college and we're getting loads of students who otherwise would be at four year who want to pay who wants to pay $20,000 a year to sit in their parents' den watching old people fumbling with the share screen feature on Zoom. And people are pointing out that maybe University of North Carolina shut down when they did because they just waited for the checks to clear. Wow, what a bait and switch. Students paid for face-to-face, and after one week, they go remote. No refunds in fees or tuition for the change in instructions per the board. So no, they, they paid full for having regular college. Then they do the bait and switch, and they're still on the line to pay full for the semester as if they were going to campus, and they're not. Just North Carolina, what a ripoff, dude. Now, in California, this is what's going on. My son is a senior, and that's exactly what he's doing. First year of community college is free in California. There's no way I'm paying $10,000 per year for this for the same core classes. So some people are figuring, okay, I'm not I'm not going to have my kids sit at home and take these classes and pay tons of money when I can send them free to community college to take the same classes and eventually he'll be able to go to a four-year college on a regular campus and be ahead of everybody. And California, which will be bankrupt soon, they let people go to community college for free. So there's going to be a lot of Californians Figuring this out, there's going to be a surge in community college uh, attendance in California, and it's free. So <laughs> it'll be a bigger cost to the taxpayer. Hey, it, California put it out there. The people are going to take advantage of it. But can you bl- and can you blame them? Would you rather pay all that freaking money to go to Berkeley and sit at home and not actually go to Berkeley or go free to community college? And then, you know, in two years, get accepted to Berkeley and be ahead of people and have a real college experience. So uh, California, uh, you thought you were really cool uh, giving away free community college. It's about to cost you a lot more money. But it was already costing you money. And you taxed the living heck out of your citizens. Uh, we'll go to that in – we'll get go to, get to that in a second. I think there's some more uh, questions. Let me see. Uh Defiance, not compliance, baby. Yes, defiance over compliance. And uh, Roman Q said, if California regulated Airbnb out of California, would you still visit California? I think they they basically are going to. (laughs) They already regulated uh, Uber, didn't they? Yes, because remember, Roman Q, the Airbnb that I stay at in Los Angeles, uh, I made friends with the owner and I just, I do it through him. I don't do it through Airbnb, the the, the family. So yeah, um, if... If they got rid of Airbnb, I would I would still go to uh, my my guy in Los Angeles. I probably could make there'd be like uh, there'd be black market Airbnb too, you know. Uh, but yeah, my my the dude I the, the neighborhood that I love in Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, it's in my it's in my heart, Fairfax, La Brea, whatever you want to call it, Chabad. Um, 
that that dude, I just I rent directly from I rent directly from him. I don't do it. I haven't done it from Airbnb for only like the first time we did it that way. I think I, maybe the second time also. I don't know. It gets confusing now. All right, uh, but yeah. So I uh, yeah, I'll, st I'll still visit California, and th there's I, and yeah, you, they're they're on the they're on track for regulating everything out of California the way things are going. But hey, Gavin Newsom might uh, become president in 2024 because <laughs> he's pretty and. Uh, I mean, he, he presents himself well. When, you know, it's it's all about fancy sets and graphics and the algorithm. He definitely can uh, follow the algorithm, and uh, he has fancy sets and graphics. Now, and he's just biding his time. He's by. I mean, he's planned this for so long. You know, become mayor of San Francisco, become lieutenant governor of California, become governor of California. There's only one thing after that. Now. Uh, Yaron Brook, the world is dying in an orgy of altruism. <laughs> he said he said that was uh, he got that from Ayn Rand. But is it is the world dying in an orgy of altruism? I don't like the word dying, first of all, but I think uh, a lot of the world is rotting in an orgy of altruism. So many people think that you should live. Uh, you should, sacrifice is sacri sacrifice is noble. Sacrificing. For people that you you're never going to meet, it is great, and that that'll fix everybody's problems. Just uh, you need to sacrifice. And don't worry about yourself. Live through other people. If you live for yourself, you're bad. And uh, th that that's basically mainstream society. Success is bad. Uh, give everything up for the victims. Feel bad for the victims. If you're being taxed, you deserve it. You deserve a fifty percent uh, tax because they're victims out there. They can't take care of them themselves. They have no personal responsibility. Altruism is awesome. You're so great. You should feel great that you're promoting victims and you're you're helping victims and that you want to be a victim and that you don't want to be successful anymore. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's a disease out there. It's a, it's a mental disease and it should be addressed because that is that is the base of the, this is definitely the base of the Democratic Party, but there's there's lots of uh, conservatives that are like that too. Like people shouldn't have to leave their hometowns. We should uh, force businesses to stay in, in the hometowns or make deals, make fascist deals with businesses to help these hometowns that are totally falling apart. No, let let the market dictate. Okay, if if don't interfere, don't let government doesn't need to interfere in anything in, in terms of markets. All right. Let people take care of themselves. If, it, if a city becomes a ghost town, it becomes a ghost town, okay? People don't need to be – people shouldn't be trees. They need to go where there's water, okay? If their city's out of water, you go find the water. You go make your own water. You go sell the freaking water, all right? You get, you don't, you, you don't, you're not a tree waiting to be watered by the government. I talked about that last week. So, no, the, this whole sacrifice for others should be rejected. The AOC stuff should be rejected. I mean that's what it is. The altru pathological altruism of AOC, it should be, it's, hey, I'm taking care of myself. I'm proud of my, I'm proud of my success. I am striving for greatness and other people can do that too. And I am not getting in anybody's way of striving for greatness. All right. And you shouldn't need to steal from me for you to be great. That's not great. Now, here we go. Peter Schiff said, California proposed a 0.4% annual wealth tax that applies to former residents who already left within the past 10 years and the current residents for 10 years after they leave. 
the rate is reduced by 10% for each year of absence. Any wealthy person who moves into California is nuts. So someone brought this up last week. I hadn't heard of it yet, but it's true. Now, this proposed tax is unconstitutional, totally. And I don't think it could be passed. Even by the, even by the freakage of California, which has totally forgotten about the Constitution, okay? But that they're even thinking of this just shows how envious and jealous people are, okay, of success and how unproductive certain people are and how they don't understand that if you're going to give away free community college, someone's going to have to pay for it, okay, that all this free stuff has a cost, all right? And if you – all these people, the voting class that are bought by free stuff, that it, it's not really free. It's coming from somebody. Someone's funding it, and it's the productive people that are funding it. Now, I want to go back to that Kim Classic girl at the beginning, a woman at the beginning. She's young. No, she's not a girl. She is a woman. She's, excuse me. I got her confused with the 18-year-old girl. No, Kim Classic is a woman. She's bought, built. She's born in 1982. She is a woman. Um, Kim Classic also will never win or be popular, but she's not offering anything. Kwasi and Fume and all the Democrats, uh, they offer stuff. They offer free stuff to, to all the people in Baltimore. That's why they're hooked on the free freaking stuff. So everyone's like, well, why can't Republicans like Kim get, gain a foothold? Well, but they're not offering anything, any free stuff. I mean, that's the sickening thing. That's the mentality today, the altruism, that the, the rich people should be forced to give, give away stuff, should be forced to fund the free stuff. That's right. It's only fair. You only got rich because of the poor people. No, that, that's not true. That's not true at all. But that's the world. That's the altruism. You're, you're only rich because of poor people. No, you, I'm rich because I'm productive. <laughs> because I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't obsessed with Trump and Clinton in 2016. I was obsessed with Bitcoin. Pound that like button. You could have been too. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, that's a, people who get caught up in the political drama. You miss. You learn about Billy, the depressing singer, instead of Bitcoin, and and it leads you down that road to where you're blaming people like me for all your problems and saying that people should be able to steal from me. People should be able to loot from me. That that's reparations for stuff that I did. <laughs> oh, it's just, the looting is just reparations. It's only the, the moral ground for everything is altruism. And people, Yaron Brooks' point is that the moral ground should be, no, taking care of yourself, selfishness, selfishness in a good way, personal responsibility. This is That should be the moral ground. And that's the only way you can argue against these people. When they try to guilt you and say, no, 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 I, it's not my responsibility to take care of you. It's your responsibility to take care of you. So I, I made my fortune by doing what I did. You can make a fortune by doing something that you do. Just do something. Compete. Don't complain. All right. Now, no, Democrats or Republicans, they're not there to save you. Government there is not there to pay you. Government is not there to take care of you. you got to wipe your own tuchless. So the New Zealand, the the lady in New Zealand, uh, the president, prime minister, whatever she's called, she has delayed the elections because of the virus. That is such a beautiful free country. Now, let me tell you, I don't try to put politicians on pedestals and there's more to life than voting, but you're, you're, it's a slippery slope when you start delaying freaking elections. because It's definitely a power grab. When you're delayed, was when Trump even mentioned it, everybody went crazy. Okay, and I gotta say, I I don't. There's no reason to delay elections ever. I see no reason to de delay elections. That's not a reason to delay the elections. Which what's going on in New Zealand? Absolutely 
just seeing how far they can they can push it. So she's a sickening beast. Remember, this week in Bitcoin, Boris was on, Guy Swan and Tommy were on. It's linked to below. Every Friday this week in Bitcoin on the main channel. On Parlor, I am Bitcoin Meister. And uh, so not having a permanent place to live makes you financially and physically nimble. That's what I am, guys. I don't have a permanent place to live. If things get dangerous, you just leave. You don't have to sell anything or fix anything. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have those attack vectors. It's great. In this age where you don't have to work in a physical place anymore, you're not tied down to a physical place, location. Um, some people are getting closer to the realization of what I'm saying. Okay. Airbnb, I don't have any mortgage. I don't have any monthly bills when I'm going from one Airbnb to another. I don't have those attack vectors. Uh, Again, more uh, fixing a roof—that's a big—that's a big attack vector right there. So there you go. Physically and financially nimble when you go from place to place, and I think more people are are waking up to this lifestyle because they know that. Wait a second, I have a job now where I don't have to be in a physical location. Maybe I have to come into the office once or twice a month. So why don't I just travel around the whole United States? And uh, so some people are saying I I don't have to live in the big city anymore. I can choose a rental to live in for a year, but I've taken it to another extreme. You go from one, you go from one short-term rental to another short-term rental. That is what I do. That is what I've been doing for quite some time now. And it's, it's an adventure. It's a new adventure and you make friends and you make, you get deals and you're not tied down. When things got bad in Los, I, I mean, I love that place in Los Angeles, but I couldn't stay in Los Angeles any longer. I, I don't want to get back to, under the current circumstances. I could not stay in Los Angeles. You know, Asheville, it's awesome. So I don't know when the next time I'm going to be back in Los Angeles, but I don't have to be back in Los Angeles because I don't have a long-term lease there. I don't own a place there. So I, I'm not I'm not losing anything by not being in Los Angeles. I'm not having anything financially taken away from me. I, I'm nimble. And so next is Salt Lake City. Remember, I'm going to be in Salt Lake City from September 29th to November 24th. And I'll just be, I'll be in Baltimore for uh, the high holidays, for Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Kippur. But uh, that I'm, you know, that's a very busy time. But Salt Lake City, it'll be an adventure. Now, and it'll only be my second time in Baltimore this freaking year, which is, you know, ridiculous uh, that I missed Passover because of the, the darn the virus. That that was an unfortunate situation. Uh, but I like I, I very much enjoy seeing my family. And uh, unfortunately, when the other when I, I haven't seen my mother or my my family in person uh, this whole year. I had not seen that when I was in Baltimore, those three days in June, I did not see them in person. So we, we, we want, I want to see them in person. I want to see my, I have no problem seeing any of my family members in, in person. And by the way, if anyone wanted to know, my grandmother fell down the other day. Um, and so my family members uh, had to come over there and physically pick her up. Uh, she's fine. Uh, but, and, and, and she had fallen down another day and hadn't told told anyone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so yeah, they, they, they physically – so I, it's sad that my grandmother fell down. She's fine. But my, my, my young uh, family members had to you know, physically touch. I was glad my grandma got to physically be with family members again who she hadn't seen. She had seen my mother. My mother has been over there, but uh, some other one she had not seen. So uh, positive spin on the situation. And my, again, my grandmother wasn't injured, but she's such a tough, uh, unique beast And 97 – she fell another time and didn't tell my mother. 
And she totally, she got away with it. She, she didn't need help getting up. But uh, this time, yeah, she needed help. And what, what's, what's, what's going on with my grandmother, by the way, is she should be using a cane or a walker, but she keeps on practicing without the cane and the walker. So she falls down and uh, doesn't tell anyone unless she can't get up. All right. So uh, <laughs> what else do we have here? Finally, uh, where are we in this show? Oh my God, this is going, this is going long. You're getting, you're getting some unique beast stuff there. Uh, so we talked about, and, and so people are talking, talking about how New York city is dead and it'll never be back. Uh, I, I, it's over when it's over. I'm not saying it's over for New York city. Okay. It's, it's, a, but one thing we all have to realize and that everyone is realizing now because of the internet that in the old days, Basically, to be successful, to be uber successful, you would have to go through New York City for everything, to be a financial financier, a financial entertainer, excuse me, a successful entertainer. A lot of success, you, it would help to move to New York City. It was a very positive thing to move to New York City. To get, that, that's, if you wanted to make it big, you went to New York City. Now, more than ever, because of the glory of the internet, it has decentralized where you can attain certain uh, forms of success that you could only attain through going to New York City. So the alternatives are out there now. Yaron Brook was talking about that. He said the alter the internet is an alternative to New York City for many. And I agree. I, but it's been that way for some time. And now because of the riots and the virus, people are more so waking up to it more. I, I mean, New York has done itself a, a disservice, the politicians, by shutting down all that entertainment, by getting rid of that vibe. People realize, well, wait a second, maybe I, I, can, I can get that vibe another way in another city and uh, attain success in that art through the Internet, through some digital way now. So I do, I do like that. I, I believe in decentralization. I believe that no city should be the, have a monopoly on success. Or, and I think it's awesome that uh, there are going to be many, many more people doing what I do or some version of what I do. And I encourage everyone to come up with your own version of what I do because it's so, it's now obvious more now than ever that you, you, you do not, you don't need to be anchored into New York City, into San Francisco. Uh, and you don't really have anything to have to, anything to do with New York City or San Francisco anymore if you don't want to. Uh, even remotely, like even in a digital, you don't have to digitally work out of San Francisco. Like your, your main business doesn't have to be uh, uh, based there anymore even, or in New York. Now, what's this? And this guy Paul G says, curiously, this is not curiously, actually, a bad government is one of the biggest forces driving innovation in remote work. That is true. Superficially, the dysfunctional San Francisco city government high California state taxes and U.S. immigration policy. If remote is the future, these policies are making it happen faster. So yeah, government, it does not help. Government does not help. They are speeding along the remote revolution by trying to help with their policies, okay? Their policies do not help. You know, let things, uh, let me tell you something. The states that don't interfere, that let there be true freedom, uh, South Dakota, South Dakota is going to come out good after out of all this. Okay, they're not they're 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 not shutting anyone down. 
So Asheville has been is an awesome location, and I've been here for what I mean since June third. And uh, I, I want to point out this this Airbnb. Physically, it's a, it's it's a beautiful Airbnb. But one of the things that when you're choosing your Airbnb, when you're choosing your lifestyle, make it walkable. I am just a few blocks from Trader Joe's, Harris Teeter, and Whole Foods. And I have not been in a car since the 4th of June when I dropped off the rental car that, that took me down here, that I, I rented from Baltimore to get here. So that's just another reminder. One of the reasons I have enjoyed my stay in Asheville so freaking much is because I can walk. It is so walkable. I may, the, the location I'm in is so walkable. Not all of Asheville is walkable. And by the way, I don't need to be in a super walkable place because I can run so much. Like I can run five miles for food or whatever. I, I, it's no big deal. I've run long distances. I mean, even, even here in Asheville, I've the Audi, the Audi is four miles away, over four miles away. I've run to that Audi and back. That's over eight miles round trip for the heck of it. But I'm a unique beast. I'm in good shape. So there, there's your, uh, Health tip of the day and your uh, Airbnb tip of the day. Fitting in is overrated, people. Be a unique beast. Be an individual. Be proud. All right? No revenge. No scapegoating. No resentment. Be an adult. Remember what an adult is, dudes. All right. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. Do me a favor. Retweet this out there. Buying over crying, baby. Buying over crying. Uh, Derek says, yeah. And that's the same thing as compete, don't complain. There are all these people that have been crying. They're crying listening to Billy. Dude, you should be buying that Bitcoin instead of crying with Billy. All right, I'll see you guys. Thanks a lot. New show every day, Conviction.